Hello. Hi, John. Oh, oh, yep. look who yep. it is. It's Merlin Man. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, wow. Hey there, ooh, Officer Man. Woo-hoo. I had a long conversation uh, with Dan about Britpop, and then halfway through, I realized, oh, <laughs> Dan's not Merlin. Oh, no. People do that all the time. That's yeah, pretty common. No. Yeah, yeah that's weird. okay. That's okay. You know, that's always welcome here. Uh, I have strong feelings. I know you do. Um, uh, Forgive me for talking about the show on the show, but I, yeah. I, need, I need to just... I've mentioned this, I think, to you before, but they're doing some road work. Oh, so pardon my saying. Oh, see, yeah, sure. <laughs> see what I did now, there? Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, they're they're replacing outside of your uh, outside of your secret lair. Yeah, yeah, and they're replacing tracks mm. for the streetcar, but they're also doing lots of things. And uh, I won't go into too much detail, but uh, in keeping with the mood internationally right now, things have escalated. I see. So, uh, has, uh, has the San Francisco uh, Transit Authority uh, uh, started threatening nuclear war? Well, they're on standby. <laughs> and there was one guy, well, this real piece of shit, standing by a tank, uh, telling civilians to stay calm. Then he got shot with a fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you. Remain uh, calm. Oh, let me, I got to tell you, I got to tell you about, oh yeah, I know you're not on Twitter, but I found the uncut shit. I found a really good list of rah-rah Ukraine writers uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's really, I don't know, maybe I'm going all Louise Mensch, but like, I, I, I'm really excited to go and they do post videos of like people throwing Molotov cocktails at tanks that are out of fuel. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see so it. fucking I, funny. I don't want to go on Twitter, but I do want to see that. Well, it's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Anyway, the escalation, I just need to say, I need to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I've been calling it the bang, bang machine because there's there, there, there jackhammers. Well, imagine a super jackhammer. Okay. I can. Where you get a, a big old John Deere yellow, you know, you know, one of those cool ones where you can change the kit on it. You can like yeah. put different stuff at the end of the big, uh, claw crane arm. John Deere's uh, signature color is green. Well, I I, erone- I only mention that because I erroneously refer to it as a caterpillar, and oh. I just want to make sure I don't get fact-checked. But so, anyway, imagine okay, a caterpillar, right. like a big bobcat, right? Let's call it a cat, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's got all the different kit. It's really cool. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like the way they did tanks in World War II where everybody laughed when they made scissors on the front of the tank. You so know? this one has a little jackhammer adapter that oh, goes on the Oh, I wish you were little John. John, imagine what we have, you know, historically called a jackhammer. You got a fella and, and he holds it and goes, now imagine though you say, oh, 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 we got a cat. Let's put a Bob or let's put a caterpillar sized jackhammer on the end of the arm. I'll send you a photo. And that's been real loud because they use that to break up the pavement. And yeah. then they bring in a different cat to scoop up the pavement, which is, I just go out and watch it. It's amazing. Each yeah, one of these fun. little pieces must be several hundred pounds, and it makes short work of it. Well, I don't want to uh, monopolize the show with this, but I'm sure at some point this will become obvious. They've escalated, and now they're mm. doing that thing. You know they do that thing like you'd see in Manhattan where they put down giant pieces of metal because they don't oh, want to yeah. close up a big hole? Right. But now they've also started putting in these, you might know the name for this. Clank, clank. Clank, clank, like a super rebar. They put in these planks of metal to like keep an area open. Yeah. Like a surgeon. Yeah. And, yeah. and that made the entire block rattle 
like thrice the worst earthquake I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Now, today, enter the concrete cutter. Epic saw. Well, this is new to me. Exactly. This is new to me, but there's a company and it says on the side of their truck that it's a concrete cutter. And you can tell I went outside with, with a noise gauge and it was about as loud as a Who concert. Wait, you have a noise gauge? It's built into the watch, buddy. Oh, you just cool. click on the ear. If you click on the ear on uh-huh. a watch, uh-huh. it'll tell you how loud things are. Whoa, so anyway, I don't want to monopolize it. You know, bet on me. You know, I, I should. I, I, yeah, but but you know, but just FYI, I'm going to incorporate it. I'm going to lean in. Oh, also one last thing. There's a fella out there uh, directing traffic, and, and he's got him an air horn. Oh, so sometimes yeah. you'll hear. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, really? Yes, it sounds like a Donald Trump rally. <laughs> he's he's air horning uh, traffic to get him to pay attention. I think that's. I I haven't talked to him about it, but I'm pretty sure they seem real friendly. I've been trying to like strike up a relationship because they're going to be here for two years. Sure, but um, yeah. So <laughs> you might hear a monk, 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 monk. <laughs> that's exciting. So much yeah. action. Yeah, yeah. Let me send you this Ukraine list. Um, it's pretty, got, it's I've, pretty great. I'm going to be making, there's some sounds that are going to be happening here too. Oh, please tell me about it. Talk about the show on the show. Well, you know, we're, uh, we're getting another atmospheric river. Oh, again? Uh, yeah. Another atmospheric river. It's you another. You guys can't catch a break. I know it's not. This one is not, uh, one of the Gaia bombs that mm. we had earlier, but it, we did have. Oh, record, a, a Genesis storm. A Genesis storm. Mm-hmm. We did have record freezing temperatures only last week. 22 degrees and it warmed up just in time for a tropical cyclone to dump uh unprecedented amounts of water and unlike the last rain event uh, this time i have my sump pump functioning sump pump functioning yeah i got the sump pump functioning oh it's so important so, so john i know this um because i'm a homeowner uh, mm-hmm. Could you please tell our listeners what a sump pump is and, and why it needs to be functioning? Hmm. I mean, really dumb it down. Give it to me in pigs and bunnies. Well, so my house is built on the side of a hill. It should have good drainage because it's on top of a hill. Water goes downhill. It should have been You're built utilizing in- gravity, if I could That's say. Right. Yeah. Should, it should be a situation where the water goes around the house, but the house is is athwart the hill, and on the uh, up uphill side. Something about it. It's one of these mid-century houses that's that's built like a train station. It's it's very long and and narrow. Mm. Water collects on the uphill side, and then uh, because the because the downstairs is half buried, um, sounds kind of like a hobbit hole. Uh, well, uh, in uh, in in major rain events, which the Northwest has, mm-hmm. uh, it it has been known to collect water against that up uphill side of the of the basement wall and then the water seeps in now before i bought the house the uh the family that was selling it tried to remediate this problem and i'm not an expert as you know but there's a thing called a french drain (laughs) Uh, yeah let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, not, that's a little sexist knock three times <laughs> this episode of roderick on the line is brought to you in part by wealthfront you can learn more about wealthfront right now by visiting wealthfront.com slash supertrain 
the beginning of a new year is a great time to finally start things like diets, workout routines, or thinking about your financial future. Even if you don't plan on getting off your couch in 2022, you should at the very least do one responsible thing while you sit there. Check out Wealthfront.com. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things that you care about like socially responsible funds, technology, crypto trusts, or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. If you don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill, well, they help you do that. If you're not sure how to rebalance your portfolio, or maybe don't know what rebalancing is, they can do it for you automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. And the best part is their product is so simple yet powerful that it has a 4.9 out of 5 stars in the Apple App Store. So to start building your wealth and to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash supertrain. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash supertrain to start building your wealth. Wealthfront.com slash supertrain to get started today. Our thanks to Wealthfront for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. She's my French drain. And the French drain is a uh, is a thing where you dig down along the foundation, you lay a, a bed of of gravel. It's an elaborate thing. There's a pipe in there that has holes drilled in it. The pipe, uh, the the water that's seeping down through the ground, then will go into the pipe. The pipe will run the water out and around. Is this old? Te- is this like Roman technology? It's Roman technology. It's yeah, called it's not, French it's not drain. purely Gallic. No, because it, you know, it's it's from a time when the French were who we turned to for mm-hmm. new technology. Mm. So yeah, right. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Caesarian era. Oh yeah, they had their day. And uh, so I assumed when when they went to remediate this problem that they had done this. They'd excavated. They'd built a French drain because they had excavated. Uh, but then inside the house, in the basement floor itself, in the in what would have been the corner closest to the problem, they slammed a giant hole that they put a pump in and and then a basin. And when water would the water that normally would come into the home uh-huh. would instead go through a series of pipes and tubes. Uh-huh. to this basin and then the pump would be auto- an automatic pump so basically would- it's like a bucket mm-hmm. like i would put in my very very old rented house but in this case it also has the the, the pump part is it the basin fills yeah. and and then the pump part one hopes gets the water out of the basin and consequently out of the house there you go and the and the bucket is is dug deep into the ground so so the mm. water goes into the bucket. Now, what I, what I don't understand, because I, I can't see it, I don't have x-ray vision, even though people think I do, mm. I'm, hmm. I'm here to say I don't. I'm writing that down. I don't understand what's happening, and I suspect <laughs> what's happening is that the French drain, rather than run along out the outside of the house and, and around the corner and down, somehow the French drain collects the water on the outside of the house Brings it into the house and then into the basement and pumps it out, or into the basin and pumps it. It looks like from these photos that I found on the internet, it looks like there's usually some kind of gravel in a trench. La la la. 
gravel in a trench, la la la. Oh, like big rock, and then water get around big rock and goes right. into the perforated pipe. And then you got you got landscape pipe. fabric, a trench, gravel, See, then you got you, the pipe. You got it all. Those are all the elements you need. But be um, really, you're really going to want that pump to do something. Well, what happened, I don't, I guess I didn't talk about this when it happened, but in the summer, the, um, the pump, the sump pump pump. Okay. Started beeping at me because it needed a nine volt battery. Oh. And I replaced the nine volt battery. Uh, maybe, maybe a year and a half ago, it started beeping. I replaced the nine volt battery. And then a year later, it started beeping again in July. And, and, and do you do you know what it was? Is it, was it beeping a warning? No, it's the exact beeping that the that the, the smoke, smoke detector alarm. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just like I have a battery. And oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine, and yet I need a new battery. And and this is one of those like the like the smoke alarms that actually are hardwired into the home. That's that's but, the new kind. Yeah, but still need a battery. Yeah, so, I mean the, the smoke alarms we've got because of San Francisco code stuff. It's supposed to be like unreplaceable and you just throw it out and get a new one every however long isn't that nice mm -hmm. this is a thing that was plugged into the wall but still needed a battery and still and ran out of battery like beep, oh beep, beep. no and so i i tried to take the battery out it was it was complicated i was i was getting frustrated i couldn't figure out how to make this thing stop doing what it was doing mm -hmm. i unplugged it mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Fast forward to... My kid does things like that. Yeah. Fast forward oh, to John, the so you atmospheric didn't know there's no river. beep. There's there no, no beep beeping. to tell you. I was like, forget, you know, problem solved in July. Yeah. So fast forward to November, December, whatever the big atmospheric river was. I woke up one morning, I went downstairs, and there was six inches of water up. Uh, oh, hands. no. And I walked over to the sump pump to say, <laughs> what's going on, sump pump? And I realized I have unplugged the sump pump in July. I unplugged it six months ago. Oh, God. Thinking, why would I ever need this? Ooh, everything seems fine. I plugged it in. The sump pump immediately went <laughs> and pumped six inches of water out of the basement in 30 seconds. Like, the, the it was crazy. I was standing ankle deep in water, and the water just went shoop. But of course, the damage had been done. I'd ruined everything. Oh you know, no! It, I'd had stuff stacked on the floor of the basement as I was sorting through all of the. You they know, weren't the, on like pallets or anything. No, like right I had fifteen copies of the Bible that I was trying to reconcile with one another. Wait a minute! Right. On this sure, one, it sure. says this, and this one, it says that. How, oh, how is there a second John? Exactly. Yeah, they're all they're all floating around in the water. Spent, <sighs> so I spent, you know, I spent. I, it took me a few weeks to to solve that problem, and now. The sump pump is like a magic machine. Like I wake up in the, it's it's almost like a child. I wake up in the night and I go down and I look at it, and make sure. How you it's doing, still buddy? Breathing. You doing okay? Uh, you doing okay? Hey, Just checking hello. in. Need some water. And it's very random <laughs> when that when that sump fills up enough to activate the pump. Can you hear it upstairs? <laughs> Does that? Oh, that sounds satisfying. <laughs> And when you're down in the basement and looking into the the sump and you watch it slowly fill up with water from whatever source, whatever French drain got built that routed the water into the house. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's like a it's like a medication issue in the sense that now that I'm taking this medication, 
it says right you know dr spichemin said right there just take it 24 times a day for the rest of your life uh-huh and, and i to, go to, to quote the canceled comic louis ck no that's just a thing you do now that's a thing you do now <laughs> if your ankle's all fucked up <laughs> so i've got this house i love this house. it's a wonderful house yeah it's a wonderful yeah. life uh-huh. but anytime there's an atmospheric river event which there are more and more of of course because uh-huh. yeah. god has decided not to anything to do with man God uh-huh. has made up a choice about how life on earth is going to be now. Yeah, we make plans and God laughs. Ah, he does. Ah, he, he or she or they laugh. Or, or thank you. Have a little Whoa. water, Scarecrow. Wow. Mm. And so Whoa. now I go down and I'm like, I guess, nine volt batteries, you know, like I buy them now by the case because I don't want this beeping at me and it needs to be on. Oof. And it needs to be on even in the summer when there's no rain because if I unplug it, <laughs> then I'll forget. Yeah. So. We're having an atmospheric uh, event right now. The, the the looking out my window here at the creek, it is flood stage four. What that water, mean? What well, mean? it's just water everywhere. It's just like uh, it's a giant waterfall. Super saturated. It's a uh, yeah. It's, it's just it's very exciting. We well, get a thing. I I know from living in various places in the United States. There's a condition you reach sometimes where like it hasn't rained for a long time. This happens here a lot in that that you know that park with the Confederate soldier ghosts. Uh-huh. Where first of all, they're all invasive exotics. It's fucking eucalyptus and shit with these really shallow root systems. It'll be dry, 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 dry. And then I, I, I don't want to steal valor by saying it, it's a torrential, what's it called? Superstorm? What's it called? Yes. Yeah, torrential river. river. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's a river exactly um, runs through it, but like suddenly you get dumped and the water uh, overwhelms the land. The land can't absorb it. It gets confused. The snails and ants get thrown out of their house and they move into my house but like you can only absorb so much, and then once again, other side of that, you get super saturated, and then the eucalyptus fall over. Oh no! What happens when the eucalyptus fall over? You better not be on the path. Right. It's a bunch hopper. of shitty ass, and you know, invasive exotics. They were cheap to get a long time ago. Listen, I don't want to be racist about this or ableist. I know, but you get a shallow root eucalyptus. And that's eventually, that's going to be your undoing. And over time, if I'm being honest, they've taken down a lot of them sort of uh, preemptively because they know they're hmm. going to come down. Mm-hmm. Also, I could send you more photos. I'm sending some photos of the Bang Bang machine. I don't know if you got this, but I could also send you some photos of a felled eucalyptus. Knocks out the fence by the baseball park. Don't be creepy. But now now you're just really? dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And then also you I know, just get all the oils. I a video of the river. Oh, good. I sent oh, you good. A, a video of the creek. There are a couple of tall ladders in the shot because I've got ladders that I had up that I was using to look at stuff. So right? don't, it's not, it's not the most beautiful no, no, it's okay. video, but that's, that's, I took it from where I'm sitting. I took it, I took that video right now. Okay. I haven't gotten it, but I'll, I'll keep looking. Um, well, I sent it as a text. I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, there it here, is. Okay. Oh, here we go. There. Okay. I got yeah. it. I got a oh, ladder I really it. like. I got the yeah. best ladder. Okay. Oh my God, John. Yeah. The you river, got a crick. A river runs through it. Absolutely, you got a crick. Yeah, it's going. It's going. Huh? Huh? What are those stakes for? Uh oh. Well, those are the stakes that the that the. That oh, the that's people, the day the hippies left. That's the hippies. Those are the. Hippie I thought stakes. it was a the thousand advertisements for the first uh, Wire album, Pink Flag. No, no it's uh, it's just uh, the, that. That's, that's what the hippies the leave. Spots. Yeah. Ugh. All the little plants that they put in the nine hundred plants. Oh, this is a place I would hang out. I love places like this. This really takes me back. I mean. My um my in-laws uh, live out in gold country or what's increasingly becoming fire country. 
And they are on a body of water that looks very much like this. And I just love to go and walk around because it reminds me of my childhood when you go walk around the creek and you throw things in the creek. That's right. Is it usually this cricky? It varies. I should just say, because I'm not going to put this anywhere. It's it's John's video. But there's a bunch of pink flags. But then there's uh, some trees. And then there's a a body of water that is, it looks like something in a national park. It's really going. It's a, it's a rager and it doesn't rage like that all the time, but it is a year round Creek. There's always water in it. A lot of creeks. There's always water in the Creek. Yeah. A lot of creeks dry up in the summer. Mm. And and this is one of the, this is one of the ones that always has, there's always something happening. It's mm-hmm. not always a torrent. Sometimes it's a trickle, but it's a, but it's, it's always a, it's a live Creek. It's a, it's a it's live a, Creek. There it yeah. Is. yeah. 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 I had a, you know, I had, I had a very, I had a, a weird couple of days. Involving, would you, would, you, would you share it with me? In, involving invasive species, and I and talking I about would, people. I would share it with you. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, talking about people, and it was one of those Merlin where where I, halfway through this process, I had to say, "Wait, is the invasive species me?" If you don't know who the invasive species in the room is, it's prob- it, it's probably you. It's probably you. Yeah. So you know this this whole this whole land here that I've been restoring the native habitat and so forth. Like I'm, I'm very involved in it. I've got two neighbors and I've been in low key disputes with them mm-hmm. over the conduct of the, of the, of, over their conduct. And over in terms of, in terms of bringing our listeners up to date, if memory serves, yeah. you've got two neighbors and they're both nuts in similar, but different ways. And right. then you, you are betwixt them in several ways, including that you're sort of, you're sort of, it seems like you're almost expected to be the go between two, between two, uh, Hatfield and a McCoy that will not talk to each other and puts right. you in a weird position. And one of them is the person who keeps throwing garbage in your yard. So of the two of them, uh-huh. you know, they both encroached on, on the property years and years ago when the uh-huh. old owners were old and they couldn't defend the other side of the river. That's, that is huge. They got away with it for so long. It started seeming okay. Yeah, they did. And one of them, the lady that runs the daycare center actually throws Real garbage, uh-huh. bags and bags, a dumpster and a half worth so far of actual uh, pure coffee cups. Garbage. Her, her, she has the drug using son, God bless yep. his heart. Right. And, uh, and, and they just would throw stuff over the fence. Bags of garbage. I'm, I, John, I don't like to say this word. I know we don't say this anymore. They're acting like hillbillies. You know what I'm ba- saying? Big time. I mean, no, big time. Can you get my I back mean, on that? Even... I'm from Ohio. I'm from hillbillies. I know. I know. And I know how to throw shit over a fence by a creek. I know it's bad, and 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 in in interacting with them over the last two years, and and then finding their garbage, you know, she's very nice. She's the one neighbor of that always has always leaves a little tin of Christmas cookies on the holidays. She's mm-hmm. the type of person that learns your birthday and gives you a gift, even though you're not friendly with each other. Oh, I'm so intimidated by people like that. She's really she does that, but it's that it feels very. Uh-huh. insincere when later that afternoon i'm up in the backyard and i'm pulling out um old like uh like dr pepper bottles where someone has put seven cigarettes and then pissed in it and put the cap back uh, on and yes. threw it over the fence that, like, that is very disrespectful to the doctor <laughs> it's like, which is it are you the one that that but are they the kind, like I, I have a piece of advice i've shared with people from hard one experience is to be careful who in life you permit who in life you're willing to owe a favor to either implicitly mm. or explicitly. Is it that kind of thing? Are they trying to kill you with niceness? Yeah, and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, she wants that kind of she, bullshit. Yeah, that's she's fine. she's somebody who gets through life by remembering your birthday, and everybody's like, "Oh, she's so wonderful." Uh-huh. But then behind the behind the curtain, I mean, if you're capable of throwing that much garbage into a forest and playing it off legit, then you are a dangerous person. And yeah. the and yes. the friendlier you seem, the more dangerous you are. But no, the other neighbor is a little lady who used to be a stewardess. And although she threw a lot of food waste down the ravine, she never has thrown any garbage as far as I can tell. She just okay. used it as her yard waste. Dump. She, she was like a, a compost lot. But she also landscaped an area probably... 15 feet that deep. That could be a very passive-aggressive move. This I, bush is on my land now. 30 feet by 15 feet long part of the yard that mm-hmm. she just claimed over time. Mm-hmm. And fully claimed. Built uh, grass, uh, installed in-ground um, uh, irrigation, uh, like uh, like sprinklers. The whole Obviously bit. thinking that it would... Not, I mean, based on the previous owners, uh, tell me if I'm tri- right, but like, the, like nobody's going to make a big deal about this. I can totally get away with this expenditure of effort and money, and I'm basically doing. Uh, you know what you're doing? You're doing doing a little bit of a doing a little bit of a Ukraine in some ways. Yeah, you are, and that's exactly right. And there was nobody here for decades that even was aware of what they were doing because it was on the other side of the forest. Mm-hmm. Huh? And when I showed up, I tried With to be With a friends. surveyor, maybe? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I showed up. I was very friendly to everybody. Hi, I'm the new neighbor. I'm a guy who's here now, not the old people. And I, and here's my surveyor. I know where the property boundaries are. Both of you are well over the line. And I'm going to claim the land back because, hey, it's part of what I bought. And I'm being yeah, you're an insurgent. Mm-hmm. And you guys, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, I, I've, yes. I've been here two years. I've tried to be friends with them both. Little by little, the relationships have deteriorated in both cases in different ways. And I came up with what I thought was an elegant solution. I said, look, and I wrote them both. And I said, I don't want to build a fence. It's too intrusive. it's, It's a bad vibe. What I'm doing is I'm planting all native plants here in the ravine, and I want to build a giant hedge along the property line between our properties. The hedge will be made of all native bushes, so plants that support our native wildlife. Uh And the birds eat the seeds, and then nature grows the seeds. Mm-hmm. And then circle of uh, life. Yeah. Then the owls eat the, eat the mountain beavers mm-hmm. and the coyotes climb the trees. And then the, mm. and, and it'll be, it'll be a wonderful thing. And I'm going to help. I'm going to spearhead this. I'll, I know where to get the plants. I know how to get them in the ground. All I need from you two neighbors is that you not fuck this up somehow. By which, which if just uh, jog my memory, which, which is, which is the, wasn't there a neighbor? Gosh, I think this is you. It was a neighbor who basically did the equivalent of showing up at your house and presenting you with a bill to have something removed, like a tree. So is that this, the second neighbor? This is the second neighbor. Okay. She she said this tree is threatening my driveway or something. And I went up there with a couple of arborists and we looked at the tree and we were like, <laughs> um, no threat detected. <laughs> I don't know, man. Seems like if the top of that tree does break off, 
and fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. It might touch part of your driveway, but that's not really an emergency. We'll deal yeah. with that when it happens. Okay. Sorry. So just, just, just curious. I'm trying to get the personalities right. Same okay. lady. Same lady. So you've gone through and you said, look, you're, uh, you're, you're John Roderick Appleseed or John, John Birdbush. Yeah. Hmm. I don't hate that. Mm. John Birdbush mm. is going to like re, Birdbush. you're going to guy a bomb this whole area and bring yeah. it back to its original splendor. Exactly. And it's going to have a, uh, an implicit natural fence. Yeah. That won't be an ugly fence. And, and then the birds can eat that and shit. And on the other side of the fence, you can have as much of a putting green grass yard as you want. Mm-hmm. But on this side, it's going to look like a forest in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, that sounds nice, John. That sounds so nice. I thought so too. Well, I got a message from the we're gonna we're gonna call neighbor them the neighbor number day, one, neighbor number two, maybe. Yeah, the the, the daycare is neighbor number one. The okay. stewardess, the the former flight attendant for Alaska Airlines, is neighbor number two. Okay. I got a message from her son, who's in his thirties, and he's a big guy with a long beard, who actually says, actually. Um, oh, so he's like, like a like a Unix guy. He lives at home. Oh, good. Um, and and it's a lovely home. Mm-hmm. I get a message saying, "Hey, we really want to figure out what your what your plan is with this hedge. Will you do you want to come over and walk the ground with us and and tell us what you're going to do?" And I was like, "Oh, exciting! I'm finally going to meet the son. He seems like a reasonable guy. Yeah, I'm going to tell him about this plan I have. It's going to be great. Where I'm finally going to get this because you know I get a little." monomaniacal i get a little single-minded about it because i'm people like us who spend a lot of time almost by ourselves Mm -hmm. i think that's very natural it's it's a great way to have your mind just run wild and stuff like that but then you know when you're confronted with reality in your plan sometimes you you feel some pushback and in this case it sounds like they're being uh collaborative yeah a good neighbor if you like you know i've i've read 40 uh graduate student uh, research papers on creek restoration in the last two years. Naturally. Like I'm a little bit in the weeds, literally in the swampy weeds of this whole idea. I know not everybody else is on the same page. A lot of my neighbors are still um, gardening in in what I would describe as the old school Merlin. They're you putting know what reminds me of John a French garden versus an English garden. There you go. See, it's exactly that. Do you exactly want to have that. Versailles? Or do you want to have something where the queen owns the swans and everything goes wild, right? The queen owns the swans, exactly. Swan. You come through mm-hmm. and you say, like, listen, this is the king's hunting area. Oh, yeah, and- don't don't shoot that deer. Mm-hmm. So I go over, I, like, like up, 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 hey, yeah, I'm going to meet course. them. And, and they invite me into the house, and I sit there, and they talk about, you know, their refrigerator was was leaking, and they, mm. had, this, they had to do this, and ever since dad died, et cetera. And I'm like, great, of course, I know. Mm-hmm. And oh, boy, talk about, have you heard about my sump pump? Let me tell you all about the French drain. Homeowner bonding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the son gets serious. And he says, so let's talk about the, the hedge that you want to build. And I was like, <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. And he said, we'd like to keep everything just as it is. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I said, oh, well. <clears throat> we'd like to keep everything, huh? Huh. You know, the, the same thing to say about like your, your right to punch like stops at the end of my nose. That seems to imply that they get, get some kind of a vote that is, that is contra your position, uh, 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 vis-a-vis, uh, surveyors. 
It sounds like they're trying to like they're they're trying to like uh, wheeze your juice a little bit. Oh, more than that. Oh, I said, well, you know, it's here's the. I mean, their survey stakes in the ground. It's but it's also just line of sight. You can see where her where the fence that I built between my house and hers ends, <laughs> and then where the street is, and so you can see that your thing, you go you go all this way over the line, and he said, you know, and his mom is sitting there. Uh, jaw clenched and he says in a very um well actually way he says well we've been here 30 years we've been using this property for 30 years and um we're prepared to sue for adverse possession sue for adverse possession now adverse possession is uh that sounds like one of those things that's a cool term one of those things like you know posse comitatus where i just the sound of it like I, I would get a little shiver down my spine if I were you. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty punk. And it's, what is it? What is uh, say? Say what it is again. Adverse. Adverse possession, which is a. Is that like tortious interference? I don't know what that is. Me neither. But okay. it is a. It's a thing enshrined in English law back to the olden times, mm-hmm. which is just that if I've been using your property as though it were my property. Oh, it's like capitalist eminent domain. It's eminent domain for capitalists, right? If, if I built a windmill on your property and you didn't do anything about it for a period of 10 years oh. and everybody, oh, wow. and, and everybody that looked at it knew that that was my, I'm suing you because of what I got away with. Yes. <sighs> and it may, and so I'm sitting in their living room and I'm like, wait, you invited me over and, and, and served me cookies, uh, biscuits on a tin uh-huh. uh, in order to talk about my plan but what you were really telling me was that i could go screw my, screw myself that's not cricket Mm-mm. and you're going to sue me to take possession legal possession of the land that you have been that you stole basically and they're like well i wouldn't put it that way mm-hmm. we're here to negotiate and i was like what's your negotiating position and they said that everything stays exactly the same because we've been here for 30 years or we'll sue you for adverse possession and i was like well well and i was so excited about my bushes and my native berries that i i didn't see it coming and and i feel this happens to me a lot where i where i get into a situation like this and then i and then i feel like a noob like i came over here with my little brochures of all the native berries and you're talking about suing me to 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 steal some corner of my property to to like adjudicate the official theft of your land. And so I said, "Well, mm. I don't know if that is going to fly." And you know, and I'm trying to keep my cool and just like yeah. I see what you're saying. I understand. Yes, you've said that you've been here for 30 years. You've said that now 30 times. I understand that you have, um, but I don't understand why you don't see the beauty of my bushes it's a wonderful plan and they were like well you can plant your bushes anywhere you want except in the 30 by 30 foot area that we claim as ours that we have yeah i don't think inconvenience is a law well i'm looking here at the uh, washington state legislature rcw 728070 adverse possession under claim and color of title yes uh, every person in actual open and notorious possession of lands notorious. or tenements under claim and color of title made in good faith, who shall be for seven successive years continue in possession and shall also, during such time, pay uh, all taxes legally assessed, shall be held and adjudged to be the legal owner of said lands or tenements. 
Mm-hmm. You're also mentioned that in Tenement. The thing about the law of adverse possession is mm-hmm. that it absolutely favors the stealer. Hmm. You would think, living as we do in a in a uh, in a capitalist society that is based fundamentally and at, at its first principle on private ownership of land. But possession is nine tenths of the law. There you go. Is that right? No, no, yes. I'm pulling out of my ass. Is that what they're saying? Yes. They're doing some fucking Gilligan's Island style uh, legislation here? The law says if you have been squatting on somebody's land for 10 years and they haven't done anything about it, and what the, the statute that you just read says seven years, but it's really 10. It looks like in, in everywhere, most in California, it's 10. Um, if, the, if the person hasn't done anything about it, if it looks like you know, if it looks like it belongs to you and you act like it belongs oh, to you and nobody stops on. you, then you can file Baloney. suit and Ugh. basically demonstrate that, that it's yours. Okay. Now, th- this is a thing that, of course, has to end up in front of a judge. So it, it's like, as soon as it goes in front of a judge, it's anything can happen day. But recently, Washington passed a further law that said the loser in a, in a, um, in a property dispute of this kind, in an adverse possession, the loser pays the legal fees. Now, before... Oh, so when, some skin in the game. Yeah, before when both people had to pay their own legal fees, just the pain in the neck and expense of it yeah. kept people from suing their neighbors over This is over why a lot of my friends end up paying patent blackmailers. Yeah, right. Because, right. and there's, there's like a, been some good podcast episodes about this, to defend yourself against a patent troll is it's going to be well, well into the six figures where if somebody says, hey, you know, I have a patent, there is actually somebody who has a patent on hyperlinks. So like you've, <laughs> you've, uh, they wait till, this has happened to my friend Marco a bunch of times. You They wait till your app gets real popular and well-known. And then you get something from FedEx that says, hey, you need to give me $20,000 or or I'm going to take you down. And I, I don't know if Marco's ever done that, but I have heard a lot of people say it's just cheaper to make it go away. Yeah, because it's so it's so heavily favors get it tried in East Texas, you know, Bob's your uncle. Well, in this case, I say, well, here we are sitting in the kitchen of your house. Yes, you invited where, me where as you, your guest. Where, where, where you graciously graciously invited me in. Yeah, to parlay. And um, you've now explained to me that you're you you don't <laughs> want to compromise. You want to either to keep using my land for your putting green, um, or. If I don't want you to, then you're going to sue me and actually try and take legal ownership of it. And continue to live next door to each other. Why don't we go look at it and I can tell you more about the bushes with the berries and maybe, so we go out into the yard and I'm like, look, see here where you have this grass and, you know, and again, I'm coming from this position of having read a thousand articles that say, I mean, I did an omnibus episode on, or Ken did Uh on like. Grass lawns are an environmental catastrophe. The the water that they that they squander, the That's the ridiculous. all the the pesticides, you know, like. And I'm looking at their yard, and in my eye, I look at it and I go, "This is the way. This was a fashionable way to do a yard 30 years ago, but times have 60 changed. 60 years ago, we part don't do this your, anymore. Yeah, part of having your your little enclave in a suburb is you get to like you get the control of it. You get to have it look the way you want. It could be gravel if you want. It could be, right. but that is an idea that has not aged well. 
Right. And, you know, and so I look at their yard, which to them is this, you know, this beautifully landscaped place. And I say, you know, what this is, what your yard is, is a habitat for rats. (laughs) And you didn't say that. No, I didn't. But that's what I'm thinking, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, surely you can see that this muddy patch of grass where you never step. Right. Is not better than a beautiful hedge that is made okay, of... Okay, so you're, but you're kind of eliding the, the explicit legal threat and saying, oh, well, before we talk about all that, let's not get lawyers involved. Let's just go outside and, uh, and just, just uh, cohabitate with the berries for a little while. And I think right. you'll see what I'm going for here is nice for everybody. Right. And, and so we're standing there, and he's, you know, erm, actually me. But you uh-huh. can tell that they're both very emotional. And they're emotional because this is what they perceive to be that their yard. They've lived here for 30 years, as they've said now 50 times. I'm the new guy and I don't even live anywhere. You know, I live on the other side of the river as far as they're concerned. Why am I even up over here? (laughs) You might as well be one of the hill people. Yeah. What the heck am I even doing in their yard over here? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's a habitat and the owls and it's, it's a habitat. You know, it's got berries. Like, let me tell you, uh-huh, have I, uh-huh. there's so many articles I could share with you right now. Uh-huh. And but you're, the guy, but you're also, you're, you're not going to well actually them in the same way that Beardo does. Well, I, cause I'm, because again, this you're is the persuading. thing, but I feel like a noob mm. in the sense that I'm so persuaded that I don't even remember what it was like to be back in a place where I, where I would look somebody in the eye and go, English Ivy is a is a welcome decorative plant that we have trained. You know, they actually said like, well, we trained the Ivy and I'm like the Ivy that you planted in your yard 30 years ago is 50 foot up in the trees around here because you can't train Ivy. It got away from you, my friends. And it is an environmental catastrophe of your making. And they're like, well, right here, you can see where we trained it. And I'm like, you guys are training, training your Ivy in a 15 foot by 15 foot planter box. But if I can direct your attention 20 feet over there outside of your yard, do you see that Ivy Mm -hmm. that came from you? And that is a freaking, like it's a scourge on the land. It's murdering things. It's a habitat for rats, my friends, Mm -hmm. but I can't get far enough back to a time before I knew all this stuff. Right to a time when I would walk around the campus uh, of an East Eastern college and go, look at the ivy. It's so beautiful. Oh, right. You could walk through our park and say, oh, look at those beautiful large trees. If you're looking at it purely aesthetically, but you can't unknow, you can't unsee, you can't the unthink. Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. But, hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still, you're playing, you're, you're being cool about it. Yeah. You're not being confrontational about it. You're not going to be like- bellicose lawyer guy but, but they're, they're, they're the holding thing, firm they're they're doing the thing where they're obviously very upset and he's talking to me in the very slow pedantic like hyper rational mm, yeah. online libertarian he's you with style logic. Yeah. yeah he's going to defeat me with logic and he you know and they've lived there for 30 years 30 years and, they've lived there john did yeah. they mention that and they're prepared to sue for ownership and i'm like you're gonna sue me over 15 by 15 feet of grass and he turns it, turns the tables and he goes, you're going to make a big issue over 15 by 15 feet of grass. And I'm like, well, it is 15 by 15 foot of grass. That's on my side 15 of by the 15 property. feet of your grass. 
that I'm going to determine the future of. And he's like, actually, actually, no, it's not going to be on your side of the property line. If you force us to sue over the, and I'm, and I'm standing there and I'm like, this is one of these suburban issues. Meanwhile, in the rest of the world, right? The Russians are in, uh, on oh, the yeah. outsides of Kiev and people are starving in the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But here I am in the suburbs arguing with the, with the son of a lady about this, about whether or not I'm going to put in some local berries or they're going to keep putting Roundup on their grass. And they're not going to, they're not seeding, so to speak. They're, they're not going to give you any of these points. So he says, well, so, you know, so I'm, I'm like trying to list the reasons and he's like, well, you know, I don't understand why you're not willing to compromise. And I said, well, <clears throat> here's what a compromise is. It's where two parties each come with an idea and then they meet in the middle. <laughs> and yeah. what you're saying is you want me to compromise by agreeing with everything that you want. And my, that's my kid not used a to do a similar, which when my kid was a toddler, barely able to talk when they first learned that, that phrase compromise, we'd say like, oh, you know, you can, you can have like, you know, half a cup of juice or whatever. Well, how about we compromise and I get a whole cup of juice? Uh -huh. And we say, well, that's, that's really, I understand <laughs> you're starting, <laughs> you're, you're kind of escalating your initial position here. Yeah. The compromise is between a cup of juice and no cup of juice. But they, you it sounds like you got a vibe that they were, they were trying to intimidate you oh for sure and they have money you know it's a this is a wealthy mm -hmm. neighborhood they are they have money enough to live in this house yeah. which neither of them work you know she's retired and he is i don't know what he is but he's you know living in the basement he's probably got a tumbler but when dad died he left a bunch of money to them and they're living there and that they seem and oh and that thing is they it was very clear they had already talked to a lawyer their lawyer they had his phone number they had they'd before they invited me over for tea and crumpets, they had already done the legwork. So when they were threatening this suit, they, I, I had a, I had a binder full of pictures of bushes that I'd printed out from the internet. And they're like, here's our binder of that. We're going to sue you for, for your property. And at a certain point he says, well, you know, we're, we're trying to negotiate and I said, well, you, you're not negotiating. You're just stipulating. And he said, no, we're negotiating. And Merlin, I raised my voice. Oh, well, you know, it sounds like you were a gentleman about it as long as you could be. I raised my voice and I said, that's not what negotiating is. And he said, I feel unsafe. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm going to say something about this fellow that if memory serves, you probably said about me in the first year of our friendship. I feel like you said this to me. There's nothing wrong with you that couldn't be solved by a pretty solid ass kicking. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. You know about Squarespace, but I'm going to tell you about it because the existence of these ads implies that there are people who are not yet on Squarespace, which is not okay. So let me give it to you in pigs and bunnies. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace has got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering 
making it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Hmm. Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You, you start with a professionally designed template. And by the way, you can change that template to a different template anytime, but it is beautiful, professionally designed. And then you use uh, these very easy drag and drop tools to make it your own. Make it your own. Build it beautiful. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, and more with just a few clicks and probably a few drags, but it's really easy. I mean, even somebody with RSI could totally go ham on Squarespace. They, they can just have that. And it's always uh, worth mentioning that all Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile. And that means your content is going to look terrific on any device or dingus out there. They do that heavy lifting for you. Free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. You know, the, uh, these are bullet points, but they're all really real, right? Nothing to patch your upgrade, award-winning customer support. You can get a domain name, a unique domain name, I would point out. And plus, you'll have everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. You can make whatever you want with Squarespace. If you will it, it is no dream. I have been using Squarespace for a long time. Uh, many, many, many days. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan. You're using Squarespace right now because that is the place that we have always hosted. The Roderick on the Line podcast. It's also where I put my personal sites. Don't, that, don't hold that against them. I'm just, you know... I, 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 should, I should probably make more sites. Maybe that, that would get me excited, you know? But what I love is when I go in and I use Squarespace, it's crazy easy. I, I, I was using Squarespace a few minutes ago to post this uh, podcast episode. Well, I'm telling it a little bit out of order, but you get the basic idea. It's Squarespace. Just go get it. Get on it. Squarespace. So go to squarespace.com slash supertrain. You can get a free trial with no credit card required. And please listen closely. When you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code supertrain. Because that will save you uh, 10% off your first purchase of a website or a unique domain name. Squarespace.com slash supertrain. Remember to use that code supertrain. I'm not going to say it again. I'll come over there and slap you. I'll do it. Thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line. And all the great shows. And I think I think Beardo <laughs> needs needs a punch in the nose. Well, he needs to he needs to pump the brakes. So he outweighs me by a hundred pounds. Yeah, but you're wily. I am. You can and you get that guy on the ground. Well, he's going to be like a turtle. But he's doing this in the libertarian uh, internet atheists argument way. Sure, I feel it's safe. As a as a way of just like when I said to the guy at the Firestone, um, "Are you fucking with me right now?" And he said, "There's no need to use profanity, sir." And I said, well, wait a minute. You don't have to go there. You're yeah, telling do, me that you're not. Do, do me a favor. Be an adult and don't tone police me with your bullshit. Because he's now he's, but you know, now he has the moral high ground, right? Because I used a bad word and he's been to a training where they tell him what to do when someone gets profane. You know, when someone uses a bad word, here's, here's what you do. And he goes right to his book. This kid, same situation. And he says, you know. God, you Don't, know, you you should find you know this guy's on Reddit all the time. Probably you need to track this guy down. I bet they both have accounts somewhere that involves Nextdoor. They're probably on Nextdoor. Oh, maybe. they're probably on Reddit. I think you need to track these people down, and you need to learn more about this fellow. Well, so so he pulls his phone out and says, "I don't want to have to call the police." Oh, please. And I Ugh, said, you know, and I don't immediately clutch your pearls, Delilah. <laughs> I immediately got very calm. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm terribly sorry that I raised my voice, 
And he said, I don't believe that you're sorry. I, oh, you know, my I, God. I, I feel really deeply threatened. dislike these people. And I said, well, in that case, I think you should call, please. And he said, I don't, you know, I don't want it to go there. And I said, no, mm-hmm. no, no. You, you feel unsafe. I really think that you should call the police. Yeah, like if you're going to dig up the kimchi and open the jar, you might as well take a bite. Go for that's it. Right. Don't, if you're going to hold up your phone, because I said, that's not what negotiating is in a loud voice. And tell mm-hmm. me you're going to call the police because you feel unsafe. Well, let's just get, let's just get that out of the way. Let's get the police here. I hate more than anything, a specious theatrical call to the police. But I do know that we live in the suburbs where the police are basically out. I see what they do. I drive around this neighborhood and see what the police do. They're not busy. Let's be honest. They're they're They're, like watching somebody get a cat out of a tree. They're probably. I don't think they're going to bring the paddy wagon, John. Right now, the 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 police here in Normandy Park are across town dealing with another property dispute between two sixty-five-year-old men, (laughs) where someone else's Karen versus Karen, (laughs) someone else's planter box is six inches over the line. Someone else's son is holding his razor phone. Yeah, this is ninety-nine percent of of what living in the suburbs is apparently. So lots, you know. So he's like. I'm calling his bluff and he's like, oh, you know, he doesn't want to, but, it, but he's got to stick to his guns. So he calls the police. His mom does he this, actually say beep, beep, beep. So he called, he <laughs> called, he did the thing where he punched in a bunch of numbers and then he looked at the phone and he was like, uh-huh, well, what's uh-huh. going on? He couldn't get it to work, you know? Mm. And at one point I had to say to him, does your phone not have 911? And at that point, I think I pushed, <laughs> I pushed him too far. <laughs> oh, John, then, unleash the hounds. It. Give him the wit. Take does him your, down. Does your phone? I'm I'm sorry. Nice is that a different phone. model? Do they make them for men? <laughs> Does that not have nine one one? So the so so then he gets on the 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 uh, the the police scanner and the the person that answered the police is he gives them his address and they're like okay well we'll call that we'll we're gonna patch you through to the shoreline police department and both of us he and I now we're on the same team because we're dealing with someone at the at the uh, police and fire who doesn't know where they are. And we're both like, um, no shoreline would be the wrong police. That's like 50 miles from here. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, then we'll send it over to the Edmonds. And we're like, nope, nope. We're both, we're both talking to them. Nope. You're in the wrong, wrong zip code. Because you don't want to sit there and stare at each other for two hours. So eventually it gets sent to the right dispatcher. And, and then I have to listen to him explain. Yes. Hello. Um, I have, um, there's a, my neighbor is here. And he uh, spoke to me. I was just trying to negotiate logically with him. <laughs> he spoke to me in a threatening manner. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I then, feel unsafe uh, in this space. 911 operator is like, are you in a safe place right now? Oh, and he's like, Christ. you know, and we're standing here, you know, I'm on one side of, of the property. Isn't there line. part of you where you're the hairs on your neck are going up? You're like, this is so farcical. I can't oh, believe that I'm in Oh, no, I'm this. loving it. I'm just sitting. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I have a, I have one hand on my chest i'm looking up i'm like i'm like red fox i'm like <laughs> take me elizabeth oh, elizabeth i'm coming to join you <laughs> Dummy. And, and so the 911 operator says well why don't you and your mother go back into your home uh-huh. get into a safe place and we'll send a we'll send an officer so they both you know go back into their home and i'm like well <laughs> He's called the police. So now I'm, I got to stand here. I'm not going to go home. You know, I don't, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> Do you have a male relative I could call to say that you're being a giant pussy right now? <laughs> so, so now I'm standing there. It's kind of lightly raining and I'm standing 
on the putting green on my side of the line, kind of towing the grass and looking at the bushes and, and again, picturing my bush and, but more than anything, wondering how it got here. Right. Because right. I honestly, like an hour ago, things were so different, but even, but two years ago, oh, like, right. Yeah. I believe I'm a friend. And, and you're, and it's not to interrupt, but you're, you're, you are bargaining in good faith and you are trying to find, you do have, I mean, you've got something on your side. I guess it's the law, but yeah. you're also trying to be a cordial neighbor who as I mean, in the negotiation, like they're, it's just that they're opening gambit in this negotiation is that, you know, we've got squatters rights on your property and we'll sue you to pursue that because you're going to be mean to our grass, yeah. which is just, it's just, that's what's wrong with everything. But I'm, I'm replaying you get dragged it into it in my mind. And I'm thinking, where did I go wrong? Because I do think I'm a friend to all right. birds and animals. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe I've done all this research. I think I'm doing the right thing. I think what I'm doing is logical and sensible and explainable. And yet, and also I have tremendous powers of persuasion personally. I, I am articulate and yet I'm in a death spiral with uh -huh. both of my neighbors over the same issue, a thing that seems to me to be uh, like very basic. Don't throw garbage into a forest, uh, respect the, the property boundaries and and uh, and try and eradicate uh, the, the 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 radical step eradicate invasive species you know like it all but i'm standing there in the rain waiting for the police <laughs> and asking myself <laughs> how did my life come to this yeah is this a situation where i somewhere back up the the the, the stream have made some assumptions or or have behaved in a way that created this problem right. or, or fuel that, that would be, I, my mind would be riddled with that question because of how I am. Yeah. But I, yeah. And, and I, and so I play, I play it and I know a lot of people in the world, a lot of my friends, a lot of people avoid conflict by avoiding conflict. And yeah, that's me. They would, they would come into this situation and they would, they would say that neighbor that throws the garbage over the fence is awful. And they would seethe about it, but they wouldn't confront them. And the people that had put the putting green over, they would be upset about it, but they wouldn't confront them. And there would be no confrontation because there would be no confrontation. And I, you know, I'm never able to do that, but, but I'm standing there and I'm just like this, just this now, yesterday, I did not have this in my life. And now I'm standing here. With the police on the way. In the rain. In the rain. And my neighbors threatening to sue me for a, a adverse possession of a, of a corner of my property. It can't, it is a man's home not his castle? Y'all are brutalizing me. That's like, right. <laughs> I mean, I do feel a little bit like Larry David. Like, or what? like Ronnie Dobbs. Or like Ronnie Dobbs. 
Well, I get let, let, can make a remark. I, I, I want to make a, a, a remark and a sub remark. First, like I'm, I don't want to talk about social media, but okay. First of all, I think something, and I know you know this. I think one thing you've got going against you is you're the new guy. New guy. And so you are. You're basically you're the invasive. Like you say, you're the. Sorry, I'm repeating what you said. You are the invasive exotic. You came in out of nowhere, and now you got a bunch of fancy ideas about how you're going to change the way it's always been. Yep. And that, that, I mean, maybe that won't put you back on your heels, but like as somebody who really, one of the things I, I, I would like to think is a good thing about me is I, I think I have a pretty good facility at reading a room, which is that I try to be very non-assertive until I get a feel for what happened before I arrived and how it felt. Right. And I would like to think that makes me a better person easier to get along with. Like, I don't go in and just start yelling and changing the whole temperature of the room because, you know, that's kind of a, a dick thing to do. Sure. But, but yeah, you're, you are, on the one hand, you are the new guy. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what you're, the implicit thing with this whole we've lived here X years thing, like we're going to skip right past your own sort of claim in, on your position on this negotiation. But, but the other thing, John, this is ap- apropos of the, the social media stuff, the everything stuff, is like it just feels so gross to find yourself in a position. Well, I'll speak for myself. I hate one reason I hate social media. I don't like being dragged into a position where I have an adversary who has defined the frame for the situation, who has defined the context for a situation. Put another way, like, you know, if a 12 year old, if a gang of 13 year old boys start making fun of you, like and saying you got wide hips or something like what do you say you say well that's not very nice well no like you get as they say pulled down to their level and you say like well you, maybe you and your girlfriend want to come over here and feel my hips or something like that I, when i was a less evolved person i would say withering things like that to people who i knew i could who were vulnerable i, I don't do that now but i i really I, I, these are related the you're a new guy and the framing they have a frame for this that you are not allowed to acknowledge let alone pop out of and 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 there are there are tactics in negotiation that i am aware of i've heard some very good podcasts about how to do this from like fbi hostage negotiators how to do it but it's still you're always in this position of being around people being around people who are used to be able used to be able to define the whole mise-en-scene the whole frame for how this is going to work and now you're in a position where like the only way you're going to get out of this, it's almost like talking to a cop. The only way you're going to get out of this with them, the cop seems like he's trying to help you. Oh, we can make this easy on you. Never talk to a cop. Because that frame is like anything you say to a cop literally will be used against you. That's why they read you your Miranda rights. And in this case, they have established a frame for this that it sounds to me, I'll follow up later about the relationship between these two, but it sounds like they both really believe that frame. And that they've been patient and they've been gracious, but you keep getting on their grass. Isn't that part of the frustration is you feel sort of dragged into this problem that they've defined? The, you know, I've been here two years and the entire two years I've, I believed about myself that I was gently helping my neighbor, neighbors understand what my vision was. You know, I didn't move in and three weeks later have a team of people up there throwing up a cheap fence. 
I was over there all the time. Every time I encountered them, I was like, hey, you know, how are you? It's great to see you. You're not throwing garbage on their lawn or parking on the uh, grass. Let me tell you what I've got in mind. You know, here's why. Here's why I'd rather you not throw the garbage over the fence because this area is going to be a, a, a snail sanctuary. And, you know, and, and so for two years, I've been saying, well, for two years, I've watched their faces harden at the suggestion that, that the, that the property we're talking about is mine. And so as soon as I start talking about butterfly sanctuary, I've already lost them. I can see it in their eyes. And uh, in both cases, the one that is throwing the garbage is a sociopath. But the other lady, she's just like you say, absolutely. She has a way that it's been. And she had a whole career as a younger person or a middle-aged person. She has a whole career of dealing with difficult people and knowing that, again, like a cop, one way to get control of the situation is to be look people dead in the eyes and be unerring in letting them know that this is the frame and it's not going to change. Sir, I'm not going to serve you again. Sit down or we will duct tape you to the Alaskan airs. Well, she was a she was a uh, flight attendant in the 60s when people mm. did not stand up and throw their yogurt and piss on the floor and scream about vaccines. <laughs> she Alaska's wore- a muzzle. <laughs> She wore a, a pillbox hat and had white elbow length gloves and served people a uh, steak tartare on flights where a first class ticket costs $70,000 or whatever it did in 1975. Right. So her way of dealing with things is to get very sweet, to bat her eyelashes and to appear to be, and she, she's tried from the moment I, I moved Char- in. Charm offensive. Charm offense. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but in a we in a weird, you know, it's weird. It's, she's trying to be cute, right? She's trying to like, that's creepy. Uh, be cute and like, oh, ew. but I can see in her eyes that, she, that I'm a threat. And as soon as I start talking about butterfly sanctuary, she's back to this narrative of, well, I've trained all the Ivy. Well, and you're the Auslander. Like you're the one who's come into this situation from the hill country. Right. And are trying to screw up, you know, this, uh, this, this mature community. But in talking to myself about it, trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, how could I have done this differently? I've done two years worth of patient tiptoe around the fact that she's lived here for 30 years and believes she's trained the Ivy. And yet, <laughs> here I am still. <laughs> the hell I'm, I'm, she's going to die on it. She trained the Ivy. She trained it. Yeah. I'm standing here in the exact position, now. you know, where I'm standing on the property line and the cops are on their way. I could have just, just two weeks after I moved in, thrown up a shitty fence. What could be worse? The cops would have, they would have called the cops then. Like the two years that I spent trying to be good had, has resulted in me being in the exact position vis-a-vis the police and my neighbors yeah as i would have been if i had showed up as the biggest imperialist dick of the universe if i just showed up on day one and taken a a can of dayglow spray paint and sprayed a line right across their grass where my property line was and put a sign that said keep off i couldn't have been in a worse situation than i was right now 
Oh, where I'm being sued, That's such a crummy threatened feeling. with the suit. So the pol- the so the the cop shows up. Oh Jesus! And yeah, can I'm you come out in the prowler. I'm sta- in the prowler. I'm standing uh-huh. out here in the grass. I wave. It's a kind of sad wave. Is it still uh, raining? It's up here. It's kind of raining. Uh, <laughs> she pulls up. She she gets out of the car, and she's this particular um, individual. <laughs> she's she's five foot one, mm-hmm. blonde. She kind of looks like uh, like. Uh, the McCain lady from the TV. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah, like from the TV show. Yeah, Miss uh, yeah. uh, uh, M- M- McCain. She's uh, solidly constructed. Well, but she's you know she's blonde. She's like she's like a she's like a go getter kind of kind, and like all police now, she yeah. you know she would be a yoga instructor, but right. she is wearing she's got a smoky the bear hat so now she's 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 basically she might as well be a soldier she's wearing 700 pounds of tactical gear yeah bulletproof vest 17 different clips four different weapons yeah Yeah, like a like a jetpack all this stuff she gets out (laughs) she comes over you know smile and she's like stick in the belt when she gets out she does she does the mace (laughs) the taser the Uh you know uh the uh the the lasso the net and she's like how's it going out here and i'm like well you know just standing here and she's like are you the uh you know did you call and i said no actually i'm the i'm the one that the property owner called about i'm the neighbor that raised his voice and she's like oh okay well why don't you fill me in and i was like well not much to fill in really we're having a little boundary dispute you must have here felt like such a fucking idiot i'm just i'm well and i'm trying to communicate to her you know you don't want to be the person that's like hey cop be my friend right but i'm trying to say like i'm i'm standing out here because i didn't want you to drive up and have to come find me yes um and they had they gone back to their lair they, they're in their house okay oh because uh, they're so scared right but he he called you because because i said that's not what negotiating is in a in a raised voice about the fact that we're having a little property dispute. And at that point, he and his mom came out and he said, yes, well, I, you know, I have to call the police. Um, and then, and they changed, <laughs> they'd worked on, they'd worked on their story in the house. And he said, you know, he lunged at me. What? And I was like, mm, lunged. I lunged. And the, the officer's kind of looking back and forth. And she said, well, let me just stop you right there. Like my job in a situation like this, you might be surprised to learn that in Normandy Park, we do a lot of uh, property disputes. Huh. And she actually <laughs> said a lot of, a lot of situations where two 65 year old guys are upset at each other over where the recycling bins are. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, too so, soon. <laughs> so we get called out a lot and I deal with this yeah. a lot. And here's my job. I'm, I'm basically going to mom this situation. Um, I'm five foot one and you guys are both huge. So I, you know, I, I can't really make you do anything, but I want you both to look at each other and say right now in front of me that you're not going to shout at each other and you're going to try and work this out. Hmm. Wow. And I was De- like, de-escalation. I was like, I'm really sorry that I shouted at you. And I really do want to work this out. And he was like, well, <laughs> but, and just to be clear here, you did not add a, but. Nope. No, no, didn't you did, a, you did a serious gentleman's apology. Well, and I'm also just like, are we seriously? Are we seriously? Right. Uh, I mean, yes, we are. And I made you do this. I made you call them because I didn't want you to wave a, your razor phone in my <laughs> face about how you're going to call the police. <laughs> um, 
because I don't want, because if you're going to threaten to sue me, like I'm not going to, this isn't going to be one of these Putin situations where you talk about your nuclear, nuclear arsenal. Like if you're going to sue me, well, let's see who's, who's lawyer is yeah, smarter. It's not my day know? to watch you. Like if you're going to do that, that's, and again, this is, God, I'm sorry, I keep quoting myself. There's a big difference between a warning and a threat. Mm. And I think we've lost a lot of that in America. There are so many things now that we call a warning that are actually a threat. A warning is something that you proffer to someone to keep them safe. And a threat is something that you do to intimidate somebody. Right. And I think what they what they were doing was not a warning. It's a threat. And if somebody threatens you, well, you're like, you know, I don't control you. Like, if you're going to sue me, I can't stop you from doing that. But I'm, I'm not going to get so wound up in this that I'm I'm bowing and scraping and begging you to to, to please just keep your grass and leave me alone. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just unseemly. So I'm, but I'm standing there and I'm I'm not embarrassed for myself. I'm just embarrassed for the world. For America, like, yeah. Where am I and what am, and I'm looking at the grass and I'm looking at, at the ghost bushes that I've pictured in my mind. Think of all those birds, times. John, all those and, birds. Yeah. And the birds that are living in the ghost bushes and the owls that are feeding on the mountain beavers. And I'm like, where am I in this? Like, what have I done? How much did my vision of this thing put me here? And and how complicit am I in the fact that I'm standing here talking to this police officer who is, who is talking to us like we're children, because yeah. from her perspective, we are. And from anyone's perspective, you know, she's, she's like, do we know where the property boundary is? And we both, both he and I are like, yes. And she's like, okay, well, that's a great place to start. And she sounds and like she's pretty good at this. Oh, she's great. Like if she had and, to like go deal with a drunk, it sounds like she knows how to handle that. Oh, she's great. And, and the fact that she's small and blonde and, and, and dare I say, you, dare I use the word perky? Mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean. Is, like, like a Reese Witherspoon type situation. She's absolutely owning the, with a Witherspoon, she's Witherspooning the shit out of this situation. Yep. Well, so I go back to my house. I slink back through the forest. Look, oh. you know, my hand kind of just grazing over the tops of all my other native bushes. All those oh, ghost look, bushes. It's the mountain huckleberry and oh, oh look it's geez, the John. it's the salmon berry and look over here, you know, you can see where the birds are going to love this. And I sit in my living room and I'm like, well now 2 years in, I'm in a situation where the neighbor and I are at war. I called a a good friend who's a lawyer who deals with property and I said you know, I've read the statutes of adverse possession, and I'm afraid that I feel like they have a really good shot at it. Just, I mean, not based on, well, based on the law. Based on the law based that's on, the, on law. the books, they have a case to make. There are five criteria, and honestly, they meet all five. Because for even if they've only been there for 10 years, the property was unguarded by the old people that lived here. I could stand in front of a judge and say, look, they were 95 years old. They weren't capable of climbing up the yeah, side of the hill. Yeah, but should have about dinner. Yeah. yeah, and the judge is going to go, well, that meets the definition of not guarding your property. And the law has it written to make it easy for someone to do this under certain, certain cir- circumstances. Now, yes. there's a whole urban school of adverse possession coming from a kind of punk rock squat mentality. Yeah. Where... Uh, it's seen as a way of of reclaiming abandoned buildings in downtowns. 
Right. If you if you move in and you but live it's a there, big deal. For- it's a big deal here. Where like <clears throat> there's been so much occupancy open again before COVID, but there's been so much occupancy open in in businesses, and I think there's some kind of a weird monetary reason why people do that rather than just take less rent. But yeah. they eventually got to a thing where they're gonna they're gonna fine you per month if your place is open for longer than X months. I mean, I, I think that's from an urban renewal urban liveliness standpoint that makes a lot of sense like we're not here to be your property bank like people need to live and do things and buy things and you can't just you know be a be a land baron and and wait for salesforce to buy you but as you can imagine a judge is going to be a lot less likely to award yes. adverse possession of a san francisco Townhouse. Right. No, no, no. I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he would. Then a judge would out in the suburbs to say, "Well, they do have it nicely landscaped." She did train that ivy. She did. She's been there for years training that ivy. So it can heal. I, so I sat in my room and I was just covered in this feeling of sadness. Oh God. And like, well, now am I going to have to deal with a lawsuit? Like, all I wanted were these bushes. I don't understand what happened. And I'm, and I'm realizing like. I don't want them to legally get title to the land. And so all I can do is like back off. Well, did you, did your uh, lawyer friend have initial reactions? Cause I mean, the good thing about a lawyer, well, good or bad thing about a lawyer, mostly a good thing. They are your advocate. And they will show you the strengths in your case and the weakness in the other person's case. And if they're really good, they'll also show you the weaknesses in your case. Were they able, was this person able to give you like a little bit of a take on how it was likely to go? He's a buddy and he forwarded, he, he made an online introduction to an actual guy that does this actual work who he says is really good. good. Okay. But he and I just sat and talked about the law in a kind of funny way where he's like, well, this is what the statute says. And I was like, but look at this statute. And what it came down to was if the loser didn't have to pay the, the legal fees, why not let them sue? Let them spend 60 grand to try and get 10 feet of land. But if the, if the loser has to pay, I don't yes. want to spend 60 grand to give them this is my the kind lands. of thing where it's not a criminal case, but I mean, are there things like, would you have to do things like depositions and discovery? Oh, sure. They'd have to do all kinds of things. Oh, that's no you know? good. And so. I'm sitting here, you know, and last night at 11 o'clock at night, sitting in my bathtub, I get an email and the, and the, the subject heading is an olive branch. Hmm. And it's a long email from the sun where he says, things have gotten so crazy. You know, I remember when I was just a boy five years old, my parents in our old suburban. And I was like, you had a suburban. Hmm. We went up into the forests, the mountains of Washington, and we collected a thousand baby ferns. Again, a thing that would not be kosher now, but totally kosher then. And we brought the ferns and we planted them all around the ravine. And I remember when we first trained the ivy, Again with the ivy. Okay. And but he's, he, it, the olive part of the olive branch is he's making himself a little bit more vulnerable, it feels like. Yeah. He writes a long email saying, here's where we're coming from. 
this is how it's always been. We love this pl- this land and this property. We've looked out the window and it's been exactly the same for my entire life. Mm-hmm. And now you've showed up and one morning I woke up and there were 30 hippies in the bushes in Carhartts planting little pink flags all around with these scrubby little trees that I, that I don't understand. And now you're standing here telling me that you're going to put, you're going to take away our garden or, you know, or some corner of our yard and put in scrubby bushes that are supposed to attract birds. So it's not just that you're new. It's that you are to, to them, whether this is right or wrong or otherwise, you are the invasive exotic. You're coming in and you are unintentionally upending um, uh, even a certain kind of history or nostalgia. All of it. He mm-hmm. talked about his, he talked about his dying father. He talked about, oh my. The, he wow. had all this, all these stories about when he was a little kid and, and I was moved. I was moved. Not, it was interesting to hear the stories, but I was moved that he had this humanity. Absolutely. That after, you know, after like standing there full of bluster with the police and the whole thing. He had, he was also saying to himself, I don't feel like the hero of this story somehow. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why not, because it seems to me my position is, is very understandable. Uh, we're not hurting anybody. Why are you trying to hurt us? And I'm reading his letter and I'm like, I also feel like I, I don't understand why. I'm not the hero of this story because I'm not trying to hurt you. Uh So I woke up this morning and looked out across the ravine. And for the last two days, I looked out across the ravine and it looked to me like a battleground because Uh on the other side of that stream, there was a family that was going to sue me. And I woke up and I looked out across the rainy ravine this morning and it no longer felt like a battleground because I think from his letter, I'm going to write him and say, I don't need to build a a hedge there. Really? I, I, I got all the, I got all the native bushes I can handle. And all I'm trying to do is make a habitat for the mountain beaver. And if you guys want your putting green, up there to stay the same, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the one that makes you change your lives. Like I read too many articles about habitat restoration and I believed everybody in the world had read all those articles and that I could, and if you hadn't let me, do you have a half an hour? Let me tell you all about it. Mm -hmm. And instead what happened was I'm, you know, like I'm walking across your dad's grave out here and that's not anything. That's not a thing. I, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I want. So I'm going to, I'm going to let them keep their windmill. Uh-huh. Do you feel like, uh, just cause this has got me a little emotionally charged. Do you feel like that could be the end of this. Um, and, and I guess there's this part in the, I'm niggling in the back of my mind, which is like, well, 
yeah, I mean, like, they're still probably kind of like pretty irrational people to deal with. I mean, you can't obviously guarantee, you know, future returns. Are you going to be okay with that and feel uh, a sense of security that you're not jeopardized down the road? I mean, I, the, I, I think you're being, I think you're both being pretty cool about it, considering. But like, are you, are you, do you, do you want to keep talking to your friend just to cover your butt? On the one hand, um, if you have granted a person the right to use a part of your property, like, like formally granted mm -hmm. them the right. Yeah. They can't sue for adverse possession. Oh, because you've allowed them to be there. So and they're that, not that that would sort of um, head off future action. If if there's been a meeting, I'm sorry, not be totally Judge Wapner. If there's no. been a meeting of the minds about this, and you've reached an accord and major peace with each other, at that point, that that brings down the temperature, but it also potentially makes it less likely to be actionable. Having read the law. Having read the magazine articles in the form of the law, mm -hmm. it seems to me that one of the only paths I have to avoid being, um, you know, vulnerable to a, to this kind of suit mm. is Exposed, to, yeah. yeah, is to in writing say, you, I, I, I allow you, I grant you the right to have this intrusion onto my property mm -hmm. because the whole thing about I adverse see. possession is that it's okay. adverse. And it's like, and like not ad hoc exactly, but that's something that started out as a. I don't you know, know. I don't know if it retroactively applies to yeah, all. Yeah, but it sounds like you're not con that over concerned. I mean, they'll probably continue to be really annoying and you'll have to like, you know, but it, but it, it does bring down the temperature, which by extension should kind of let, let the, uh, let the waters cool a little bit. What I'm the other thing I'm hoping is that <clears throat> he's in his thirties. He has a long beard. Uh -huh. I don't. And, and for 30 years, he's listened to his mom talk about how she's trained the Ivy. Uh -huh. I believe in his soul, he's closer to me than his mother in terms of how he yeah, feels well, about we didn't have to go to that, but that was going to become, beaver. I'm always the one, I, I don't want to become known for this, but th this would be the second time that I suggest trying to play people against each other in your neighborhood. <laughs> but that's what I was wondering is like, was, is he just trying to be supportive of his mom? Like he, he has like not read things. the articles, right? But as soon no, like as, no. as soon as I, as soon as I introduce <laughs> the idea that, look, man, I'm not against, you know, like it's not about, uh, me wanting to subdivide this property and build townhouses here. Right. It's that it's good faith. It's all good faith. It's that a grass lawn is an environmental crime. And if you want that on your shoulders, if you want the rising sea levels to be partly your responsibility because uh -huh. you're putting roundup on your grass to keep the weeds down, yeah. like that's, that's, you know, that's between you that's and your millennial God. My friend. That'll just go straight down the hill into the creek and probably yeah. into your French drain, if I'm being honest. Well, no, the French drain's up on the other side. Oh, good. Um, seems like there's only really one step left. Uh, I don't want to overstep my bounds. You need to get him on your podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> Think how good that would be. Think about how but how, how many you can play him against his mom because now like, you have a project 
<laughs> Show me how to train the ivy. Well, actually. <laughs> actually. Actually. Uh, so, uh, 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 my mother trained the ivy to. Mother, my father's uh, grave 